What up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the LB Fee Show, the one and only podcast featuring Long Beach State Athletics Director Andy Fee. As always, this show is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and to my left, Mike Arabasio. On your script, it says I'm sitting to your right, and I feel like I've derailed the entire show already. <laughs> I apologize. We're going to have Wait great... Wait until the last one of the year to do that. <laughs> We're going to have some great interviews coming up with Colin Slater and Justina King from the men's and women's basketball teams here. But first, got to welcome on the man of the hour, the man of the title, Andy Fee. Welcome to the show. A very good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you feeling, Andy? I'm feeling good. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm battling here towards the end. Yep. You know, uh, you know, I've got some a Final little a little scratchy throat, but I'm not going to let it slow me down. Play, for, no excuses. Play like a champion. That's right. That's he's get, right. He's getting focused for finals week. You know, he's been he's that's drinking right. his chicken noodle soup. He's got to make sure he's healthy. Can't pass out in the middle of a two-hour timed essay. This is always <laughs> the time of year I think about college athletes, specifically basketball players, who have been grinding in the classroom and on the court for months, and finally they get to just concentrate on one thing. For a little bit, that being basketball, as the holiday break comes up here at Long Beach State, we'll be talking a little bit of basketball. But since it's the last episode of the year, we do this show every other week here on the campus of Long Beach State. We should talk about the top storylines of 2019 here at the beach. And I wouldn't say they're the most important or the best stories, but if you were to look back on 2019, it would be the first five things you would mention, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, are we going to go one to five or five to one? Let's let's uh, add some uh, suspense A to it. A ton of suspense. Even about though you could one. probably <laughs> guess. I mean, what could it possibly be? I don't know, guys. Well, number five, definitely. Uh, this actually was uh, on our website, the number one red Long Beach State story, even over what will end up being number one. But uh, the new day for the Dirtbags, Eric Valenzuela being hired here. Everyone in town obviously loves the Dirtbags. Everyone wanted to know who is this guy, what's he about, you know, what's his personality, what's he going to coach this team like. And I know that uh, as we talked on our show for the Long Beach Post about what we're looking forward to in 2020, his name came up as well. You know, how are the Dirtbags going to be is sort of the big question around town uh, in any year, but especially when you have a new head coach. Uh, Andy, you made a few hires since coming here to Long Beach State. How was this hiring process different? Uh, well, I, I think, you know, and we had it with women's volleyball, and, and obviously all our programs have a great, you know, history. But there is a just a very unique, special tradition to the dirtbags, right? So, uh, you know, I think there was more pressure to, to get it right, so to speak. But, you know, for me, getting it right means hiring the best person, and I think – uh, Coach Valenzuela is that person. He's he's made a lot of strides. We had a little coffee and coaches at Polly's last week, and I think the folks that uh, were there just really enjoyed hearing him talk about his program. I know I was there when he came and introduced himself to the Century Club, and there was definitely like before he walks in the room, everyone's like, "Oh, the athletic director should have hired a former dirtbag," you know, blah blah blah. And he came in and spoke for about twenty minutes, took questions, and he walked out, and everyone's like, "I love that guy." <laughs> Yeah, he's a very likable guy. He's also a, a family guy. He had his entire family, including the dog with the Long Beach State leash on it, out there at Bull Diamond at Blair Field for his introductory press conference, in which he said pretty much all the right things. Did, yeah. did you coach him up on that, or is that just <laughs> that's just the way Eric rides? It, it's who he is, and uh, that's what uh, rose to the top. Absolutely. So we move on to number four. Uh, we had to put this on the list because I don't think we've seen anything like it ever before here at Long Beach State. Women's soccer sophomore Alicia Laramie scored two goals at Cal Poly in 32 seconds. She scored off of a set piece, run the ball back, Long Beach State steals the ball midfield, gives it right back to Laramie, and she scored again twice in about half a minute. That's literally the definition of unbelievable because I had to see the tape to believe it. 
Yeah, JJ thought that uh, that the, the tweets might have been wrong. I thought he, I thought Tyler uh, Tyler Henderson, uh, sports information director for women's soccer. I thought he just forgot the colon. I thought he scored in three minutes twenty seconds. You know. Yeah, it's. Is time travel required for yeah. that? I'm not really sure. I might have to get my stopwatch out. Time's a flat circle, so really she scored both at the same time. You know what I mean? Moving on to number three, the men's basketball team getting a win in the Big West tournament. Uh, you know, we mentioned it with the dirtbags. There's a different level of buzz when you talk about men's basketball when you get into tournament time. It had been a couple years since they'd had a win in the tournament, and getting that win to advance – you know, we see it, I'm sure you guys see it, the interest doubles every round, right? And so getting that bump on people being really excited about that uh, was a big deal and certainly has everyone hoping uh, that this year is more of the same and even more and more of the same. Well, it's been a while since they got deep into that tournament. And for Dan Munson's program in general, kind of like a good scorer who hasn't scored in a while, but gets to the line, gets a free throw, sees the ball go in, and all of a sudden he's on fire – if the Long Beach State basketball program is going to get back on the top of the Big West, you got to win one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. It might as well be this year. Get that momentum back. And, and two, I feel like it was really important that Jordan Roberts hit the game-winning shot in that game yeah. because he's coming back. He's now one of the three guys who are returning on a brand-new squad, and he's obviously one of the captains of this team both in name and in action. So I feel like that win is very, very important for basketball here at the beach. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, last night, uh, you know, runners up to, to USC, but, you know, you, you mentioned Jordan and he had eight rebounds yesterday against USC, who has a, a very large front line. And, um, I, you know, I'm really excited to see what this team uh, does as we trend towards the conference uh, season. But um, as you said, you have to start the path back somewhere. And he could be a big factor in the Big West, like a type of guy who would just fill the stat box. You know, he's not going to give you double-digit scoring figure stuff every night, but he's going to have five rebounds, three assists, and two steals. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think there's some matchup problems uh, across our conference for, for those teams. We go to number two, uh, a pair of women's Big West championships, the women's tennis team and the women's golf team, both winning conference titles. Uh, the women's tennis one was especially notable to me just because – we have covered a number of Indian Wells championships for the Big yep. West tennis team. And usually when they were on their run where it was just year after year after year, you came to expect it. This year they weren't favored to do it, went in and really upset people. Uh, and, you know, that's always more exciting as a writer or as a fan or I'm sure as an athletic director when you're seeing the exciting results come in and, and a team's doing better than maybe everyone thought they were going to do. And then on the golf side, you've got Joey Cerule building a real program with the uh, with this team because this is their second straight Big West Championship, second time they had the individual winner as well. They were not expected to win it two years ago, but now they're the favorites, and they're kind of the favorites to repeat in the conference championship. Andy, to have two uh, Big West women's championships here on campus this year has got to be big. Hey, no pressure, Coach Cerule, but uh, <laughs> we love the three-peat. But uh, it, it's been a lot of fun watching those student-athletes uh, compete. And, you know, we always talk about the grit, determination, and, and that's definitely our, our golf program. And I think the tennis program uh, showed that as well. You know, a, a year maybe where they weren't the, the, the preseason pick, but, but nonetheless, they this didn't let that. This was supposed to be the building year, right? With Correct. like the young talent and everything. Yeah. That's, what, that, that's the other thing that gets us excited because then you go, okay, so now what can those players do as they're kind of growing and, you know, improving year by year. And it's not just on the tennis court. Women's soccer, for example, a bunch of underclassmen. Basketball teams, bunch of underclassmen. They're, the trend is going in the right direction, and a lot of these programs are really young here on campus. 
So there is one program that is also very young, but for a good reason because yeah, they just graduated the best recruiting class they, ever. They graduated five All Americans, including two National Players of the Year. Our number one moment: no drum roll necessary. The Long Beach State men's volleyball team wins its second consecutive NCAA championship, first time in school history. They were back-to-back NCAA titles. Uh, obviously, if you care about Long Beach State in any way, shape, or form, you've seen, I would say, probably at least three retrospectives from JJ and I about this. I'd hope whether so. Whether it was a video, whether it was the podcast, uh, that was probably my favorite episode to record the last two years, those commemorative NCAA championship podcasts. Uh, what an amazing championship, and to have it in the pyramid uh, made it that much more special. Not a lot of sports writers can say they rode their bike to cover uh, a team they cover winning a national championship, uh, but that was that was a lot of fun, man. The whole week was great. That's the definition of a backyard beat yeah. right there. That's nice. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. This would probably go down as a top 10 moment in Long Beach sports history, considering the fact that it is a back-to-back championship, first time they've done that, and it was in the Walter Pyramid. Yeah, you know, I was actually at a, a lunch uh, the other day, and the mayor was there and the president and just kind of a cross-section of the city, and the mayor kind of led with that, actually, and, and, and spoke about the, the back-to-back national championships and, and what the athletes here at Long Beach State mean to the city. So, um, you know, it's really flattering, not for me, but for our student-athletes and coaches to, to kind of hear your, your city embrace you like that. So I think it's pretty special. It's also really special for the people who work here on campus to be able to say that they worked on campus when the NCAA Final Four for men's volleyball was hosted at Walter Pyramid. Do you think that that will, for lack of a better sports term, raise the game of people playing like equipment management and facilities <laughs> and stuff like that? Well, I think, you know, uh, you know, everyone here that I run into takes a lot of pride in what they do. But when you can have a, a caliber of event like that here, it just it does make it more special. I think there's a little bounce in everybody's step, especially the week of. There's the excitement. And then to have the team deliver – I think it's really special. Again, uh, you know, it was a short drive up the freeway last two years ago. Uh, but to do it at home, uh, you don't get too many chances to do it. And I think that was really special for our fans. So this is the last pod of the year. What are you looking forward to most coming up here 2020 at the beach? You know, I think watching uh, the, those, those younger teams and veteran teams see what they can do. You know, we're at the time of the year where you start looking at some, you know, from my chair, at least, you know, I know our coaches don't, but I start looking at, you know, where are you going to finish? And what do you, what do you think you see out there? I'm really excited. Uh, no pressure, Coach Valenzuela, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I know the, the baseball guys uh, themselves, the players are really excited uh, to get the year underway. We've got some, some, you know, some more veteran teams like, uh, you know, women's tennis, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, uh, essentially back from that program. Um, but, you know, it's it's almost like starting a, a new year, even though we're only halfway through it, uh, you yeah. know. It, but there's there's going to be some surprises. Um, and so I think, you know, for me, it's always trying to see if I can figure out what, what those surprises are going to be. We'll be right there with you covering everything at the 562.org. Before we get to our two special guests coming right up, and then we'll bring Andy back on the show, we've got to do this and last week at the beach And it's hoop holiday season here at Long Beach State. Last week, the men's basketball team lost at USC on Sunday, actually, 87-76. But they looked good in doing so. Chance Hutter, the transfer, led him with 18 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 3 steals. While Slater, Morgan, and our guy Max DeGeest were all in double figures. The women's basketball team also lost to a very good team in number 3 Oregon, 81-45. But the biggest story out of that game was the guy sitting on the sidelines, Kobe Bryant, 
was at Walter Pyramid uh, this weekend to watch Long Beach State in Oregon. He brought his daughter. That's just that's just really cool. <laughs> as a Laker fan, as a sports fan, as a basketball fan, to see Kobe sitting in one of those seats, it's I, I'm kind of at a loss for words, to be honest with you, because he did play his summer league here in Long Beach. Yeah, he made his Lakers debut here. Yeah. The men's basketball team will be hosting Southern Utah Thursday in the Pyramid, Utah Valley on Saturday. The women's basketball team facing Air Force on Wednesday, and then will be competing in the Women of Troy Classic at USC. So before we bring on Colin Slater and Justina King from the men's and women's basketball teams, we wanted to remind Long Beach State fans about the 562.org and all the coverage we're providing each and every week. Newsletters, videos, previews, recaps, photos, Twitter updates, anything you could want as a fan of the beach, you can find at the 562.org. We now welcome on our first special guest, the junior captain of the men's basketball team here at Long Beach State, Colin Slater. Colin, thanks so much for joining the show, man. Hello, hello. And obviously this week, a special thank you for joining the show. I know you got finals, wrapping mm -hmm. up the classes here for the first semester. Yeah. How's that going? It's going well so far. A lot of surprises, like surprisingly <laughs> doing well. Oh, okay, oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, My heart just jumped. Yeah, I hear surprises in finals week. That doesn't sound like good news to me. <laughs> good surprises. Good. What was, okay. good surprises. What's the toughest cl uh, class? What's the toughest test you've been working on? Um, Com measurement and research. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's the... Most difficult class you, I've ever taken. What's the research element of it? What have you been researching? <sighs> researching um, different experiments as far as like social experiments and getting to know how people act and why they act the way they do and measuring oh, that okay. stuff. So that's beyond me. Are you taking that to the court? Is that I mean? The I kid, mean, the well, he's the, pick he, up on cues and stuff. He's the captain, man. You got to like, use that yeah. stuff. He's like, this kid hates his team. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I don't think nobody hates anybody. <laughs> I'll say that. Well, you had to kind of maybe hate, not is the wrong word, but be a little bit frustrated last year when you came in and you had to sit and watch. You probably played basketball all your life, been the best player on your team most of the time. Mm. How frustrating or difficult was that last year? I would say it was really challenging. I've done it before in high school because okay. I had to transfer schools. I've done it before, so I had a little bit of experience. But at the same time, it was less frustrating, more so learning. So... I took a positive out of it and just grew from it. Did that make it more difficult to then step in this year and be a leader when it's really your first time on the floor with these guys? Um, it was a little bit different because there's a lot of new people, mm -hmm. me included, um, playing under Coach Munson actually in the game as opposed to just watching and observing. But I would say the challenge has been fun. You know what I mean? Just rolling with the punches, getting to know new things about myself, about my teammates, and just all getting better and loving each other through it. I know last year, uh, you know, you're like you said, you're sitting, you're watching, but you also got a chance to show everyone your fashion sense. Oh. And I, know, I know there were, I know there were some kids in the student section who were really paying attention mm. <laughs> to how you were dressing. Yeah. Um, what do you? Yeah. What, what, are you one of those guys you're watching the NBA guys and you're sort of getting a fashion sense off that, or where does that come from uh, with you? I'm gonna be honest. There's not very many people that like look like me in the NBA as far yeah. as like hair. Yeah. So like. Fair enough. So there's some NFL players, but. Yeah, you're right. Sure. You're right. So I mean, it just kind of happened. I think it's a gift from God, really. It's heavenly. <laughs> it's heavenly. Okay. That might be quote of the LBV the, show in 2019. Say, yeah, you've got the name for your clothing line now when you're ready to make the transition. That's good. Oh, heavenly yeah. by Colin Slater. I like I it. I like that too. Uh, let's take it to the court. You guys played well this weekend but lost at USC. Do you, do you see this group improving no matter what the record is right now? Honestly, I really do, especially after yesterday. Um, we played really good basketball together. Like as a team, we played well defensively. 
Um, of course, it wasn't a perfect game, and it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, but we're taking the steps we need to take in order to get to the end result we want to be at. Do you watch a lot of basketball that's not your own basketball during basketball season? I definitely do. Yeah? Who, do you, wa- who do. do you watch most? Like more college, more NBA? Do you got a favorite team? I watch more so a little bit more international basketball because it's a mix in between college and professional. Oh, interesting. And um, it's more like our game that we play now, including the international three-point line that we adopted this year. Mm-hmm. So I watch a little bit of that. I like NBA. James Harden's playing well. LeBron's playing well. Yes. yes. The Lakers are looking good. Yes. <laughs> um, it's scary right now, honestly. Are you a Laker fan? I'm not. I can't even lie to you. I'm not a Laker fan, but I do enjoy good basketball, and they're playing that. Yeah. 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 As a Laker fan uh, and a fan of good basketball, yes, I agree. I, I feel they're doubly blessed well. this year. <laughs> so it's the holiday season. Do you have any traditions around the holidays? Obviously, for you as a basketball player, you've probably been hooping for the most of the time. Been hooping. Yeah, that's true. Um a lot of basketball holiday season, but really, me and my family, we do this dance video um, every year. My teammate Breon Jackson, he came with me last year. He's in a video. We're gonna we're gonna do another one. We're gonna find a way. We're gonna find. <laughs> it's usually like we we'll pick a Christmas song and we'll all have our own like our own individual dance moves, and then we have a choreographed little segment. It's really cool. Who started this? I think it was my sister. She's a dancer. She okay. owns her own dance company, so she started it. She wants to incorporate her dancing with it. So, Oh, man, I got to see this. It's legendary. This is the holiday feature now. I get, is it, it is. It's, it's known by everyone. Is everyone like waiting for it? They're waiting for the Slater family to drop the video? <laughs> I, I mean, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> we we, we got to go We gotta go with them and do that like MTV making the video. Yes, all right. We need oh, a behind-the-scenes video. Yes, for sure. Oh, I need, the, choreo- I need the, the, the video of them blocking out the choreography. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you miss New Orleans, where you're originally from? Of course. Um, I miss it every day. I miss the food. I miss the environment. I don't miss the humidity. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't miss that, but I think about it all the time, and I just understand what it takes to you know, bring something back to the city. Right. I'd go away for a little bit. What, um, what, what's the biggest, other than the food, having been in New Orleans, I would completely agree with that. What, what's the biggest difference between living in Long Beach and, and uh, being in New Orleans? Mm. Positive or negative. Positive. <laughs> no, I would say Long Beach is a lot more laid back. That's the kind of like personality I have. Um, I could just do my own thing. I won't get bothered too much. It's kind of like it's a city, but it's like kind of quiet at the same time. It's a perfect mix for me. Yeah, you're like right. That. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Colin. Appreciate it. Good luck on your finals, and good luck the rest of the way this season. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we now welcome on our second guest, sophomore guard from the Long Beach State women's basketball team, Justina King. Justina, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. How's finals week going? <sighs> I mean, it's finals. Finals can only be as good as, you know, Truth. you prepare for, and uh, it's all right. Okay. It's going all you right. You just snitched on yourself a little bit when you said they can only be as good as you <laughs> prepare well, for. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I appreciate it. Honesty is very important to us on the LBP show. Um, so you guys just had like a, a weird kind of a whiplash experience. You play Oregon, one of the best teams in the country. You look over mm-hmm. and Kobe Bryant sitting courtside. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that? Describe that day for me generally. It's kind of a special thing to get to play against a team that's ranked number three in the country, was number one for most of the year, and I would imagine a special thing to see one of the best basketball players, you know, certainly in Southern California history, sitting courtside. What, what was that day like for you? Yeah, well, one thing about the whole Kobe situation, I remember we were warming up, and 
everyone kind of was like shooting around and everyone was talking like, oh, Kobe might be coming. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, right. why would Kobe be at the Walter Pyramid? Right. And then I see him walk in and I was like, oh, right. Uh. Well, uh, Kobe's here to watch our game. So that was really exciting. Um, Kobe's like one of the greatest of all time. So to have him watching us was just a crazy experience. And playing Oregon alone, like, as you said, one of the best teams in the whole country. So that was exciting. Kind of nerve-wracking a little bit, not going to lie. You know, obviously, they're a top-ranked team, so. Yeah. But, I mean, we went out. We literally said we have absolutely nothing to lose, and we just played our game. Right, for sure. You guys actually, I mean, I think you did better than some people expected you to, especially in the first half. Um, A funny story about Kobe, I don't know if you know this. uh, He actually, his first game he ever played in a Lakers jersey was in the Pyramid. They oh, used wow. to, you know, the NBA summer league that's in Vegas used to be in the pyramid every summer. I was actually here as like a 12 year old or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. But he and Derek Fisher played their first game as Lakers in that summer league in the pyramid. I did not know that. Yeah, so it was, it, it was funny. I saw he was talking about it was a little bit of a return for him. Um, where do you think you guys are in your season right now? You know, do you, do you feel like you're starting to take the next steps? I know you've been hampered with injuries a little bit. Where do you guys feel like you're at right now? Yeah, I think we're still developing. Um, compared to last year, I felt like we were in this dip that we couldn't quite get ourselves out of. But this year, Agreed. I find that we're definitely making strides to becoming where we want to be. What's, um, the, what's the difference? How do you go from the what you had last year to this year? Yeah, I think our mentality is different this year. Like, last year, we kind of were all new, a lot of young players. We were basically ran by freshmen and sophomores, so we were all kind of just thrown into the game, not really knowing what to expect or anything. Having that year under our belt was really big for us. We're a lot more poised this year, calm, the chemistry's better. So I think our mentality alone has just changed. Like, we believe we can really do something special with our group. Obviously, the, most of the work gets done in practice, but what can you take away from a game like that against Oregon to then use in the conference? Yeah, um... Just one thing that Oregon did was they executed really well. And like learning from that, a game is all about execution. Um, With the difference between us and them, like they would go down, hit a three, we'd go down wide open, we'd probably miss ours, you know? So that's the difference between the top ranked teams and the bottoms. Like you got to finish those layups, finish those shots. Um, So that was one of the biggest takeaways of like how well they executed. And that's something that we should take away and bring it to the Big West and like for conference. Is that something that um, you know Coach Cameron talked to you guys about, or something that you talked to each other about, or you know what I mean? Like, how much mm-hmm. were you guys kind of as players paying attention to what you know they were doing on the other side? I yeah, guess. a little bit of both. Um, we talked about it in the locker room at halftime and after the game. Also, Coach Jeff was saying it, and he's been preaching um, execution throughout the whole season. Like, this is nothing new to us. We just now have to finally turn it around and actually get right. it going. Um, I was about to ask you about you being from Canada, and I realized I, I hate it when I do that or when we do that because it's like I can't imagine being in Canada and someone says, like, oh, you're from America. And it's like <laughs> there's like a million places in America. You know what I mean? Where in Canada are you from? I am from Toronto. <laughs> okay. So Toronto is a big city. It's a little bit more like a, a, a standard transfer experience from a Toronto to a Long Beach, right? Yeah, but yeah. Compare what it's like living in, in the two different cities, I guess. Well, I guess we could start with the weather. Yep. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> At home, it's snowing right now, and here it's still sunny. And I do can you wear miss shorts. that, or are you just happy to be out of it? I've had a good eighteen years of the snow. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's enough for me. So I like after the sun. 
13 years of the sun, maybe you'll miss the snow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> is the holiday season much different north of the border? I know you guys do Thanksgiving at a different time, right? Yes. Ours is in October, the second Sunday of October or Monday. Okay. Sunday makes more sense, but you don't get the long weekend then. Well, so we get the tough. Monday off. So okay. maybe it is oh, the Monday. Okay. All See, right. So three day. We get four day weekend though. I do like the four day weekend. So when it's different, do you feel it being different? Like when you go home, does Christmas feel different? Or does Christmas feel different out here or the holiday season or anything like that? Um, Christmas is different just in the sense for here, there's no snow. So like the trees, like there's palm trees that people put lights on. (laughs) And for me, that's kind of different. You know, we have our like evergreens with snow on them and lights. And here it's palm trees and sand and beaches still. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, I get we're still singing Christmas songs and stuff, but it's not. Yeah. But that's like, basically it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, at home, I do feel like more of the Christmas. Vibe. And also, like, my family's at home. So yeah. that obviously brings a big factor to any holiday, like, being away from home. What, what was it? I mean, what's the decision like? I, we've, we've gotten to cover in a, a lot of different sports, not really in women's basketball. We've covered a lot of uh, international athletes. And you're not coming from, like, Germany. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> right? I mean, it's a, like you could drive to your house if you had the time to do that. But what's, what is it? What is the decision like coming out of high school to go, okay, I'm going to – that's a big step to take. You know yeah. what I mean? What goes into that thought process? And uh, I, I guess what were you specifically thinking? Um, well, one of the main reasons why I picked this, well, I love the weather, of course, as I leave. <laughs> one of the main things was the weather. But um, one thing Coach Jeff did a really good job of with recruiting was the family environment. And not even just Coach Jeff, but just the beach in general. Like, the family atmosphere here is so unique, and you don't really find that. Um, I find our coaching staff really cares about who we are as people, and not only, like, us as basketball players. So me, that was important. It was nice to be away from, from home, right? To get that kind of independence, but then also still have that family environment while yeah. I'm here. We can't let you go without talking about some Raptors basketball. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing such a good job. We won. I watched the game. I was literally in tears after. So we don't need to ask you if you are a Raptors fan. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. I want to go to a Clippers game, though, wearing Kawhi's Raptor jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like nice. that. That's the goal. You kind of just – that's a little bit of a crossover right there. People are – they're not really sure what your position is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he made his return uh, to Toronto a couple days ago, and they did a little ring ceremony. And I thought that the crowd did an incredible job of just saying thank you. Yeah. There wasn't really a lot of booze, a lot of signs saying thank you. Just yep. like a really good environment. Did you feel the same way? Are you very yeah, thankful? You can't be mad at Kawhi. Like what he did for Toronto is Americans would. Yeah. If he I got mean... if he'd won a ring for the Pacers and then come to the Clippers, they'd be booing him in <laughs> I just I feel like it was like there was such a nice Canadian moment. It yes. was like we understand yes. and we appreciate you. Yeah, and one thing it's like it wasn't even just the city, but the whole country was behind the Raptors. So that was really big. And what he did for not again the just the city but the country, oh, Lovely. <laughs> so nice. Heavenly, lovely. We did great interviews today on the LBF show. Justina, thank you so much for taking the time. Good thank luck on you. your test. We are back. Thank you again to our special guests. Th- those are the type of kids just sitting down with them, talking with them, hearing them talk about their finals, their classes, their hopes, their dreams. Those are the type of kids that make college athletics worth it, right? Like that's why we're here is so that people can really uh, improve themselves and their families. That's, those are two great kids and two really good interviews. Yeah, absolutely. You and I walked out of the interview and like I literally uh, I caught a flat tire on the way over to record the podcast. So I was in kind of a crappy mood as we were <laughs> walking in and getting ready to record. And then we walked out of there and I was just like nothing boosts my spirits like 
talking to kids that are likable and intelligent and clearly excited about what they're doing here, both as students and as athletes. And yeah, we walked out and I was like, all right, everything's going to be okay. You know, the future's bright or whatever. The, the holiday <laughs> feeling is all around us. Um, we got into our food recommendation before we get out of here. So Andy, do you have anything that LB Nation should be eating this month? Well, I don't, I, you know, it doesn't qualify as eating, but uh, I'm going to go Kirkland Eggnog. Oh, oh yes. I mean, is that Andy, you animal. Right? I mean, you know, tis the season. Andy's right? on a liquid diet this <laughs> You know, I mean, chocolate two weeks ago, and now it's eggnog with with a uh, with a uh, with a straw. But uh, you know, I, I think it's you know, again, you hear me talk about desserts a lot on this show. But yes. uh, this time of the year is is just a special time. I know we've all talked about that, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to desserts. Do you I'm do this? Honest. Do you do the cinnamon on top? Are you using the cinnamon straw? Uh, I am not that big with the cinnamon. Okay, but uh, you know, I don't judge. Okay. You know, Fair I don't enough. judge. You know, LB Nation out there, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> my, my, Just like one? if the president says he doesn't like bro- broccoli. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cinnamon futures are crashing at Long Beach State right now. Um, I think mine would just be uh, my wife has a uh, pumpkin cheesecake that she makes with uh, sort of like a chocolate wafer thing on the bottom of it. Uh, she makes that every Christmas. We have her family over and uh, very excited to eat that. This is a Sweet Tooth podcast, by the way. Yes. I'm, I'm going to switch it up. Every holiday, whenever anybody asks me what I want to eat, I always say manicotti. It's what my mom made for me every night of my birthday. Birthday dinner every night would be manicotti. And my in-laws are having us over tonight for dinner. And I asked for manicotti, and I'm going to get it, and I'm <laughs> super excited. It's a good call right there. <laughs> well, uh, like we said, this is the last episode of the year for the LBF Show. So we just wanted to say again to uh, thank you to Andy and producer Roger and everybody who helps get this show up each and every other week. And we're going to be back in 2020 with uh, clear vision here at the beach. We are going to take an extra week off for the holidays. Uh, so sorry if you were planning on ringing in the new year with the LBF Show, but we will be back on January 7th, as I'm sure we start getting ready to talk about men's volleyball and baseball and all the exciting stuff that gets going early on in 2020. We'll see you in the Walter Pyramid pretty soon. Take care, Long Beach.